I um, would like to welcome Simon to Saint of M this afternoon. So welcome to Simon. It's so great to have you here. You know, I know you are very busy. Um, you have a very busy schedule um, with just um, over a week left now before the big team goes off to Guernsey. But thank you for making time to be here. Good afternoon, Lee. Uh, it's good to be here and good afternoon, listeners. Yeah, uh, we just got just over a week left before the team leaves. Um, it's exciting times and stressful times <laughs> because we're um, bits in the last tying up the loose ends, but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming along. Yeah, you know, at the end, everything does come in place, you know, no matter time wise, you know. The work that goes on behind the scenes, the work that goes on in front, you know, we always make it to the end. But Simon, just before I go on to the main reason of you being here today, can you just tell our listeners out there a bit about yourself and your involvement with sports and St. Lena over the past few, well, not a few years, it's quite a lot of years. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think we've got enough time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, you can tell us in a nutshell. So, sport for me started when I uh, moved back to St. Helena in 1994. Um, shot um, at the Red Hill uh, Shooting Center, or the Inspection Center, where we did the um, small bore rifle shooting. Um, and my first international games was in 1998, and that was the Commonwealth Games in Kuala Lumpur and then my last one was in 19, uh, 2017 Gotland. Okay so yes I mean you do have um, quite a lot so how many games have you been to I know you just mentioned your one in Kuala Lumpur and I, you mentioned the one in Gotland which I know many of us will remember on the island because that's when you picked up your goal. Yes. But how many games have you been um, to over the years? So over the, uh, between 1998 and 2017, it's been nine Ireland games, uh, or NatWest Ireland games, and four Commonwealth games. And uh, the, in that process, uh, the first Ireland games, um, which was in Scotland in 1999, that's where I picked up my first bronze medal. Um, and then in 2013, that was in Bermuda. Uh, my shooting partner at that time was uh, Carla Jean, and we picked up a uh, silver medal in the pairs for shooting. I went on a, to win an individual silver and also won the gold in the air rifle and then in 2017 uh, had a gold medal for the 100 yards and also a gold in the rifle three position. Okay so Simon you have three gold medals from um, games that you have participated in representing St. Lena. Yes. So that is a um, great achievement, but I'm sure many of you probably a little older than me will probably remember um, the other two that you received, but I do remember the one in um, in Gotland um, as you went along with our colleague at that time, Jodie Sipu-Kinsenheim. She was a part of that Games as well, and she was a colleague here of ours at St. FM. So... Simon, you do have a lot of background behind you and your interest with St. Nina to be leading off on this um, team that's going to be leaving next week and also in your position as chairman of NSASH. But um, I know you mentioned Simon um, there as well. Um, shooting, well, shooting being your past um, games that have been going... Can you just tell us why isn't shooting on the games this time for St. Helena? Uh, so basically, uh, the, host con the host island or the host country, when they host a, uh, a multi-sporting event, uh, sometimes they are um, limited on what 
sports they can hold. Um, in this case, with the Island Games, uh, Guernsey don't have a 50 meter range or a 100 yard range. Um, they do have um, air pistol uh, and air rifle range, so that's at 10 meters, so you can do that indoors. So, unfortunately, um, they dropped the um, 50 meter rifle from from the schemes purely because they didn't have the venue to hold it. Okay, and that's quite a shame, you know, because we do have quite a good, um, well, shooting has been picking up and there's quite a few um, good shooters that have gone off to previous games. Yes. You know, for the likes of, you've mentioned um, Carlos Young, you know, we've mentioned Jody, um, so there's quite a few that have been off. But, um, you know, I think that explains on and we just hope that the next host country will be able to get shooting back on the, um, on the agenda for St. Nina so we can send a team off. Well, that would be nice if they can because um, we are pretty strong in the um, rifle. Uh, air rifle, yes, we are training on the island at the moment. Currently have a few athletes training with air. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they weren't ready this time. Okay. So hopefully within the next games, which is going to be in 2025. 25. Yes. But, okay, so that has brought us on now, um, Simon, to this games, which yes. is going to be happening. So I think many of you um, are actually feeling the buzz now um, about the street. I know people have been having mixed feelings. You know, you've heard negatives, you've heard positives. um you know, but everybody is entitled to their um, view, as you have um, stated. So, you know, there's nothing to hide here. We're going to be asking the questions that you, the public, have been asking. And I know Simon's going to be answering... Um, the I'll try to answer the best Yes, to the best of his ability. So, um, Simon, yes. Next Saturday, people will be at the airport to bid farewell to... Well, Team St. Helena, you know, we know we have footballers going, we know we have swimmers, we have athletes um, going as well. But can you just tell our listeners who is the team and what sports will they be um, participating in? Okay. So we are planning for two games. <clears throat> the first one that's uh, the first games that which will be starting on the 8th of July, um, that's the Ganty uh, Island Games. <clears throat> and then the second games will be in Trinidad and Tobago, and that's the Commonwealth Youth Games. And we will be departing the UK on the 1st of August on that one. Um, so, yeah, we got two games back to back. So, for Ganty, we we participating in four of the sports. Uh, the first one, the, the the bigger team will be the footballers. So we've got a football team. Um, athletics, uh, we've got athletics, swimming, and golf. <clears throat> so I'll just go run through uh, who they are. Um, I hope I don't mispronounce the names <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, um, Lewis Barkinell. Barnacle. Oh, Barnacle. Uh, Clayton Benjamin. Rico Benjamin. Uh, Tyler Benjamin, Blake Benjamin Peters, Christo Crowey, Brett Isaac, Owen Richards, Shane Stroud, Dane Wade, Michael Williams, Jordan Young, Ronan Legg, Keith Young, Matthias Young, uh, Michelle, um, Shemichael Benjamin, Sam Collins. Um, so that's the footballers, and then the officials to go with the footballers. You have Gary Davies, uh, Medic uh, Gary Collins, or Guy oh, Collins, Guy Collins, and manager uh, Johnny Isaac. For athletics, uh, we have uh, Blaze Bourbon, and Michelle Young will be there to uh, assist them at the track as manager. Uh, for athletics, um, swimming, we will have uh, Stephen Thomas, 
uh, Vivian Ponsford, William Caswell, and yep, there's three swimmers. And the manage, managing the swimmers will be Christine Caswell. And then we have the golf. Uh, golf will be Malcolm Williams and Darren Henry, and also known as Dugsy, because um, he's a couple of Darren Henrys. Yeah. Um, just a, um, so Malcolm will be heading up. He'll be like the player and like slash manager. Um, and I think a lot of people will um, know them as they're a bit like you, Simon, being to quite a few of these games. Yeah. So they're no strangers to this. And then it will be myself as an official, uh, the overall official. And we also got a media person, uh, Johnny Klingham. Yeah, dear old Johnny over there in the UK. Um, I know he's working really hard behind the scenes before you guys even get there. Yeah. So, you know, your work is cut out for you. So you've got quite a good team there um, going, Simon. And it is a team of around about 30 people. Yeah, it's going to be a th- uh, team of 30. And then the Trinidad and Tobago t- uh, team, uh, there will be um, eight of us. Um, so you're going to have, like myself, as um, the uh, team team manager, and uh, also helping out with um, the athletics um, and the swimming, just depending on where the workload needs to go. Um, also trying to attend as many meetings as I can. Um, Christine Kay as well, she'd be going as, as well as an official um, and uh, looking after swimming. Um, and, and Dylan will be uh, meeting us as well and she'd be looking after swimming and the athletics and again filling in where um, we need to fill in. Um, swimmers, that will be Stephen Thomas, uh, William Caswell, uh, Brooke Young and Poppy Davies uh, Coyle. And then we have athletics, which is um, Blaze Bourbon. Okay, so yeah, so we have um, Stefan, William, and Blaze who will be going over from um, the Guernsey Games straight over to um, Trinidad and Tobago. So, um, can I just ask for those three? Will they be? Um, will there be some opportunity to train between Guernsey and Trinidad? Uh, so this is a little bit. I mean, the complex question. Um, it's not like a one-word answer. Um, basically, to understand, this goes back to the funding part. Yeah. Um, it all starts, originates from <coughs> from the beginning. So to understand why we can't do certain things, um, to, to get an understanding, you need to rewind back to <coughs> the last committee. When interest for um, Guernsey... Uh, and Trinidad and Tobago came out, um, we were, well, it was told that um, there was no money left. It was zero money in the bank to go to uh, Guernsey. So basically it was starting from zero. Um, Previous games, there has been money there, um, uh, but unfortunately with this one it was zero. There was occasions where in previous games where we would get funding from the Commonwealth to help us prepare for the upcoming Commonwealth Games. Unfortunately, the way this games um, sit within the, the year um, of, of sport, um, unfortunately, there was no funding. Um, so uh, we had to go out and try to find sponsors. Um, you're talking about a team of 30, not 10, not 5, not 8. So if you based each athlete on £3,500, um, do the maths on that, you know, you're talking about a lot of money. I'm just going to get my calculator out now. Um, so, yeah, so if, say, for example, we, yeah, we were doing, um, so we're doing £3,500. And we times that by thirty athletes going. We're talking about over a hundred thousand. Now, the island here is very small. I mean, you're looking at a population of like four thousand two hundred, four thousand four hundred between there. Um, so within that uh, that number, you you got the youth, like the the children, which 
um, don't work, so they can't really contribute. And then you got the elderly. Um, so <clears throat> you only got a small pot of money to dip into or to ask for funding from. And and we are also running beside charities. So you have like charities on the island trying to um, run sponsorships and scouts, the girl guides, um, cancer, cancer, um, mm-hmm. uh, cancer awareness. So there is not that amount of money. So when you're looking at a t- trying to get a team of a, a team to send a team, I mean you're talking about a hundred and five thousand pounds. Um, that is a tall order. You just, you, it just literally is like, where are we going to get it from? So, um, so that was when the first initial letter went out to the clubs. Um, I actually saw it a few weeks ago um, that it said that um, there's not going to be any monies for. Um, even accommodation in the UK, um, there's not going to be no funding for flights. So um, the organisations would need to go out and raise funding um, and put on um, chair, uh, put on fundraising events to try to cover the costs. And whatever to come short, then unfortunately the athlete would need to then make the difference up. So taking it over in. Uh, well, I think the uh, meeting was on February the 28th. <coughs> so we started running the committee um, from March the 1st. And w- when we realized that we had nothing, there was nothing set up. Um, so when I said we came into a blank sheet, I mean, we had a blank sheet. There was nothing set up. We had to get all the new contacts, so forth. And money was the biggest problem. Um, so we did manage to raise some monies, and but it was like to cover the track suits, it was to cover the pins, it was to cover um, other bits that um, like s- small bits. Um, but it was, you couldn't really cover the flights with it. The flights were just too expensive. Um, so we. Um, also, like we had to raise money for the ferry, the ferry across, and accommodation in uh, Guernsey. Um, so, going back to your question now, and if there's any training yes. um, in the UK, unfortunately, that wasn't. Um, we did at that time. We were looking at it. There is no. F- there was no funding to put an event on like that. Now, to give you a rough idea, for us to put on one uh, training camp forum, if we're looking at a t- team of 30 to try to keep the team together, you're looking at, say, £75 a night for, for bit and breakfast. And in one day, if you're looking at 30 people, you're looking at 2,250 quid. And then you times that by the four days, say, us in the UK. That's gone up to £9,000. So it is easy to say, hey, why don't you keep the team together? Why don't you put this on? Why don't you put that on? It is easy saying it, but the money needs to come from somewhere. And if you don't have that purse strings to be able to dip into it, then it's not going to happen. So we had to basically cut back on nice things to have, like luxuries, as you would call it. So all that had to get scaled back um, because I saw the original plan for the games. And they were talking about 44 going to the games. And I was like, 44 people, that's like, where are we going to get that money from? So what we had to do was strip back and try to find the cheapest possible way to go and take the team. Um, because if we didn't, the athletes are going to need to go into their pockets and fit the, uh, fill, uh, fit the difference, which can be quite a bit. Um, right, Simon, um, you know, that was a very in-depth um, answer that you have given us, and I'm sure that it has, um, a lot of publics has raised some eyebrows out there. Um, 
on realising how much money it costs just to get this, well, it's not a small team, it's quite a big team of 30 off to the games. But I know you mentioned about um, some of the the athletes sticking into their pockets. I know, um, speaking to some of them, yes, some of them had to dig into um, their pockets and contribute towards this. But can you just tell the public out there, because I know there has been speculations out there as to why they had to pay this, um, why each athlete had to pay this money. You know, was it towards their... Because as you said, that their flight wasn't covered, um, the accommodation in the UK or anything like that. So can you just tell us that the you don't have to say what amount um, each athlete had to pay, but can you just explain to us what has that money gone to? So to try to bring the cost down, um, so we, it is very complex in trying to get the figures for each athlete, and it is not as simple as you know, just split it between 30. So what we did was to try to make it as cheap as possible or as cost-effective as possible. Um, We do have a team going over for Trinidad and Tobago. So one of our savings was to use as much as we could from that resource to reduce the cost on the Gansey, um spending. Um, so I know there's been talk about um, basically reusing money from this and that, but at the end of the day when you sit them down and you got to make decisions, you got to look at, well I was looking at the overall, we the committee was looking at the overall objective on trying to reduce the funds for each athlete as much as possible. So. So, personally, me, I don't really want to do two games. Um, to me, two games is a bit of a stretch. Um, but to keep the cost down, I'm using myself to go. Um, uh, same we use uh, Christine as one of our officials as well. Um, having that one official doing both games means that we could we could tap into part of or use part of the Trinidad trip to help us reduce the cost on the Guernsey trip. Um, and same with the athletes that go in for the Trinidad, same thing. We, we kind of got it so that we didn't spend money unnecessarily. Um, so that was one of the things. Then it comes to the funding, and then once we get the funding in um, from our sponsors, um, so we don't have a man- magic pot where you can just go into it. We don't have somebody who will come and fit, um, fit the difference if whatever left over. So once we get all our funding in, uh, we got a sheet done up where we then say, right, we need to make it as fair as possible. Um, so um, the Trinidad, um, the Trinidad trip, the the the. The Commonwealth Games actually give us funding to send uh, um, four athletes. Now, unfortunately, we can't use that money for Ireland Games. So it has to be allocated to the Commonwealth Games. But we can use those athletes to to get to the Games, like the Ireland Games, without incurring any more costs on the travel. Um, what was left over was that sponsorship that comes in, we then look at it, right, so what costs what everybody needs to pay first? So we look at um, uh, so we look at certain things like um, pins. So we had like a sponsor for the pins. Um, um, that was um, the St. Leona Tourism. They sponsored the games pins for us. So again, they have a split between everybody. Um, then we had like the uniforms. We had some sponsors for uniforms. So that was um, so we had three sponsors. I'll, t- I'll go through the sponsors after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just uh-huh. the name because try to make out who is what uh-huh. can get a little bit complicated, and then I could miss somebody out. Yes. So, so so we had the sponsors for the uniforms. So um, so that covered everybody for uniforms. So they sort of athletes didn't have a into their pockets for the uniforms. Mm-hmm. 
then we look at the registration fees to get into the game so we covered that with the sponsorship monies then we looked at um, the uh, there were a couple of other little things that we needed to do again across the board we, we did that then we are now looking at what money's left over we will then spread across evenly on the flights or the accommodation in Guernsey so we said that the fairest way to get everybody is cover the accommodation in Guernsey so I can get that done um, it was a struggle but we did at the last minute had um, two um, sponsors uh, quite big sponsors come on board and now and that literally just happened in the last couple of weeks so we're in a better position now um, so the figure that we did mention to the footballers and the swimmers and athletics that figure now will be reduced because we got um, a bigger sponsor we just got to be careful how we manage that money because um, the problem what we go run into well we don't want to run into is an injury in Guernsey um, because Guernsey is a private uh, medical insurance place so so you definitely need medical insurance for Guernsey because um, it's all private and um, worst case scenario somebody gets in an uh, get injured and need medical treatment like a broken leg or even get um, flown out um, we would probably have to fit that bill first before the insurance actually pay us back so though we got the money there we got a meeting to figure out how much we need on contingency what be nice to have or what we, what we can afford and then find out after what we can distribute um, so there are different ways we're looking at it to, to what will work for the team so it's not the case of oh, we holding the money back because we don't want to give it to anybody it is just, just being aware of scenarios that might come up and it might impact somebody's health if us can't get the medical treatment they need so we looking at pass you know there may be the possibility of trying to get that money aside well we're definitely going to need some contingency money put aside and then once we've got that aside then we can look at then paying off some of the um, off the um, accommodation and the flights and then when the games is over and we know that you know whatever money is left again then we can then reimburse back um, to cover flights and that so it is complex because you got some people with flights paid some not this paid that not so it's trying to make it as fair as possible um, and make make sure that you know we um, you know the money's given back in the right places I was actually going to ask that because you probably see that um, some of the girls and guys that is going include the officials that probably have already paid some of that money in and you yeah. just received those two big sponsors yeah so you know as you said that once the games is all completed then you'll sit down and look and if anything needs to be reimbursed then it will be so you know at all I think, you know, that has been a mouthful. It has been food for thought for quite a few people out there. And I think it's probably answered um, a lot of the questions out there that people yeah. have been going around, the speculations, um, talking about, obviously, where the money coming from and what's going on. And I know only this morning I was about town and somebody actually said, have they raised all the money they were looking for? And I think... You know, we know the footballers were looking for 60000 We're not sure about how much swimmers was looking for. But, Simon, um, can you, well, comfortably say that you'll have reached a target to take the um, 30 athletes off? So, we not reached a target to pay for everybody. Okay. But it will be definitely not as much as they was expecting um, to pay. So, um I don't have, we still um, crunching the numbers um, to put it in perspective that so, uh, why I didn't come with the numbers is that we just been literally run off our feet for the last three months. So I, I, I just trying to let the public be aware or of what we've been doing in the background is that 
in two th- uh, in uh, in March the first when we actually basically got together and we started deciding what we're going to do. There was nothing in place. There was not even a context for in the games. We literally had to start from a clean slate. Um, we had to do courses um, for Commonwealth Games. Um, literally all last week and this week, I've been in um, in um, video conferencing meetings. Sometimes I had one in the morning, like eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, depending on where they was hosting the seminar. And then it was in the afternoon, and some afternoons I had to miss one. Uh, meeting because it was overlapping with another and I would probably start my meetings from 3 o'clock and there was a time when I didn't get finished till 6 um, so on top of that you got the registration and questions being asked, forms to fill in um, it, it's like emails I get about 50 emails a day just on the games um, so I know people will probably want more information than what we're given now and I would love to be able to be in a position to say, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. It is literally, this game has consumed my life for the last two months. Um, and it's just literally working really hard. Um, and there's a simple little questions, and sometimes you've got to look at and hold up what comes through and decide which is the most important ones to tackle, to deal with, mm. purely because of the time restraints we got and the amount of emails that you got to deal with um, so it's uh, it, 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 it is tough yeah and I think that um, sort of sums up what I was actually going to ask you what were the challenges um, you know leading up to this game and I know you've mentioned some of them I'm not sure if there's any more that you'd like to um, just enlighten the public on Oh, there's always like there's so many challenges because um, when you get through one, then there's another one facing you. Um, so it's, it's like like straight down to um, a simple thing like um, uh, registration fees, um, getting the payment across. Um, that was a challenge for a little bit. Um, I ended up using my uh, own account because it was just easier at that time um, because you're up against deadlines um, and then you had like uh, the drug testing um, the drug testing was a challenge in your own because you had to get all the policies ready um, you had to get um, everybody on sync to what needed to be done um, I know that there has been a couple of comments going around about the different drug testing um, there were so we Nasash has held two drug testings, um, one at the beginning and one on Tuesday gone. There were comments said to me about other drug testings going on. I'd just like to tell the public that that was not under our control. That was by an organisation who decided that they wanted to do their own, and we have no problem with anybody wanting to do their own drug testing for themselves. Um, it was not in no way linked to Nasash and going to the Island Games or Trinidad and Tobago. It was, it was literally that organisation did it for their in-house purposes. So not linked to us and no shape, no way, shape or form. Um, so a couple of things like that we had to deal with. The, um, there was another one that I was just thinking about that time that, um, that was one of the challenges. Um, it may come back to me just now if you got a question. Yeah, I probably will. Um, you know, I'm just going to sit here and make a green sign. As I know, I send um, some some emails as well through to you, and I'm going to hold my head up and say yes. You know, I did have some queries as well, but you know, thankfully they were answered um, appropriately and just put um, everything to rest. I should say. Um, you know, whilst you're actually thinking and trying to memorize that challenge um can you also just tell me um everything comes with challenges everything comes with achievements what has been the biggest achievement for you um organizing for this game as i know this is your first time that you've actually taken the sign 
can I rewind one little bit? Because I just remembered the challenge okay. that I was thinking about it and it just slipped my mind about a few, few seconds ago. So basically, the one that is for me is the <clears throat> one of the stressful ones is the uniforms. So um, I know this might have been one of your questions on the uniforms and going. So it's all incorporated in the same uh, challenge. Um, so basically, we took over again on um, 1st of March. We got ourselves together. Now, we can't order uniforms unless we know who's going to the games and what size, because you need the sizes. So that is, uniforms cannot be ordered unless we know who's going and the quantity, who makes it. So for somebody to be selected, they got to pass the selection criteria and so forth. And then once that is finished, then you've got your vetting. The vetting can take a bit of time to your results come through. So bear in mind now that we started with a clean slate in the 1st of March. So we had to find out who the athletes were, the swimmers were, make sure I got information out to them, done the trials, um, and basically got the selection going. Then it was down to um, uh, the vetting um, and uh, the drug testing uh, at the first one. So there was a lot had to be in place before we could come out and say who was kind of selected to go to the games. Um, so it was quite easy for well the athletes and the swimmers um, they're individual you can easily time them football rugby or um, basketball is a team sport so it's a little bit harder to be able so we leave that to the organization so the football association actually did the selection but we did the processing to see if um, for them to go to the game so um, once we had all the names in we then could order the uniforms. Problem is, is that you got four to six weeks lead time on the uniforms. So it means that we were up against a deadline to try to get everything right and in place with all the uh, obstacles we had to go through to get to the names and the sizes of the uniforms. Once we had it, we actually only had six weeks and that we couldn't change that. That was that was the best we could do, six weeks. We went off to our supplier, and for some reason, each time we were getting the uh, paperwork back to say this is for us to um, sign it off, um, <coughs> each time we were getting an email back <coughs> with, um, I can't think of the word, but they use now um, for when they... Uh, like the proof of concept or okay. before you sign it off um, so we would get all the so I would need to sit down and go through every item make sure the sizes and the, and the style was there but don't forget we're doing uniforms for th three different styles we're doing the footballers uh, the footballers uniform we're doing um, the Guernsey uniform and we're doing the Trinidad and Tobago uniform it's all different logos and what we were finding was that each time we get the concept come back to us, something was wrong. And it took us, this is basically on it every day, took us two weeks until the concept was actually right. Um, and then that left us for four weeks left. So we, had the we still got the potential of not getting all our uniform. And there's no fault of us, it is the way the limited time. Um, it would have been nice if the outgoing committee would have put uh, half of us in place before we actually took over in March. But unfortunately, like I said, it was a clean slate and we had to start from zero. Um, so unfortunately, we had four weeks. Uh, well, the company's got four weeks. I did chase them up yesterday and ask them if they can give me an update on how the uniforms are going. Um, I have been informed that um, some of the kit has been now showing up, the finished kit. So that's good news. Um, I'm just waiting now to, to be told that all the kit has arrived. 
Um, so that leads us to leaving the game, leaving the island. Um, unfortunately, we won't have our uh, official uniforms to leave St. Helena, but it, time just did not allow us that luxury, unfortunately. So um, we have decided to make the shirts locally. So we're making shirts locally on the island um, to go off on. Um, and then uh, again, um, to try and save on costings and so forth, because um, the uniforms, um, the VAT. Okay, if you rewind back one little bit, when I mentioned to everyone that there was no no funding at the very beginning, we had yeah. no monies. Um, uh, so we found that we needed to try save as much as possible and we found that the VAT was over a thousand pounds. So there was literally over a thousand pounds for VAT in the UK if we get the uniforms delivered to the UK. We also look at the time restraint. We're looking at, we only got um, uh, four weeks. So it would have been quicker for us and cheaper to get them delivered to Guernsey. Um, so we went down that route and say, right, we're going to save the monies and um, we will pick the kits up in, in Guernsey. And that is all down to if the kits can get done in time. And it's no, like I said, it is no fault of what we've done. It is just the chain of events that made us um, be up against the wall on time. Okay, so Simon, can I just say um, then, do is there enough or supply on island because as you know with the Maria de Paz um, and supplies getting to the island it can be a bit tricky so as you said the shirts are being made locally now for the guys to well for the team to go off on on Saturday is there sufficient um, in sizes and color for them will they all be going off in the same color or yes they will be yes so we got to be looking for what colour shirts of Team St. Helena. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise? Okay. Well, people, you just need to go. 27 people. So, and, and can I just ask, because obviously you said with funding now, funding is a big thing. Um, Big obstacle, I should say, with um, this games. So these shirts, which are doing, um, which are being done locally, are they being sponsored by the boys, by the clubs, or by an individual? So we're gonna have sort of one of the big um, sponsors that came through. We'll cover that, and we also had a um, um, another uh, sponsor, um, the Greenfish Company. Is going to be, Dear old Malcolm. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> going to be sponsoring as well on that. Okay. So, you know, it looks like people have stepped up to the game mm -hmm. to um, support you. And, you know, obviously before we go rewind back and go back to your achievements, because you brought on to kits, I did have one of those um, highlighted to talk about was okay. the kits. But I think you've actually covered that. But... Um, Personally for you, Simon, on taking over as the chairman of NSASH, as I said, this is the first time that you've actually done something on a big scale like this. Um, you know, it's nice to be going to the games, but when you need to organize and get everybody else there, it's a different story. So what achievements have come with that for you? Um, I wouldn't call it achievements, it's more stress than anything else. Um, it's literally, my business has suffered um, because of the emails need to be addressed. Um, so I think a lot of times we overlook that, like Nasash Noun is <coughs> voluntary. We don't get paid for this. <clears throat> and it's like your personal time and trying to steal time out of work. <clears throat> so because I am uh, self-employed, it gives me, it's a catch-22. It gives me the flexibility to do s tasks within work, 
The problem is, is that when I do tasks within work, then I don't make any money to survive, to live. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have like the others uh, committee members, they got full-time jobs. So depends on where they are. They could be away from their desk all day. Um, they could be out in the field. Um, they could be tied up in crucial meetings for the company. So not necessarily they can get to their emails. Not necessarily they can perform any tasks. So what you got is somebody coming home in the evening and then needing to um, put aside pro- personal private time to help with the games. Now, in an ideal world, had we been start this a year ago and got things in order, it would have been less stressful. The problem is we everything happened ever since the first of March. So we're putting so like athletes should have been selected back in before Christmas. And that's my um, that's my preference. My preference is have the athletes already selected and concentrating on their sport, um, and not worrying about if they're going to be selected. So that should have been done like November, October, November, December time last year. Um, and then you already have your kit sizes. You can then start buying your kit and getting it delivered to St. Helena if you choose, mm-hmm. ready for your departure. Um, then you got all these meetings are coming up now, so you can then do the meetings as they come along. But what we're doing, we're, we're just um, so <coughs> so. What you find it is hard sometimes for us to make time um, when we got our own jobs, and and this is just voluntary. Um, so I wouldn't call this. <laughs> Uh, anything uh, achievement at the moment um, I think I would once I get back and if the team goes off and comes back and and, 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 a, and the games was a success then that would be my achievement at the moment um, we're, we're still battling on with this the little bits that are in the background okay Right, um, and that brings me, well, we're almost to the end now. I can't believe we've been talking about, um, uh, I can't believe that we've been talking for almost 50 minutes. But um, we've just got, I think, around about two, three more questions. But another thing that have been um, on the street, Simon, and... Sorry, something else just popped to my head. It's just that I've had a uh, very keen interest in the sports and um, the team and stuff going off. But can I just ask, I know the swimming, Yellowfin Swim Club did a raffle for the team going up for their athletes, go- well, their swimmers going off. The Football Association has done numerous fundraisers for their team. Can I just say, obviously, it is public money, Simon. You know, like anything, it is public money. Has it gone to the clubs itself, or has it been put into a pot that Nash has just for Guernsey and Trinidad? Well, just for Guernsey, sorry. So whoever sponsors, if they put it to a specific sport or a specific games, it will go to their pot. And then with the swimmers... Their monies will be strictly for the swimmers. So on top of the other monies that come in. But so it's actually coming into the one the sash um, account then. It comes into the same account, but it's not in the same Pots. bin. Or like, say, uh, for example, if you look at our bank account, we don't have like one bank account for the swim and one bank account for... No. no. we got one bank account, mm-hmm. but we're managing uh, uh, the monies into how they come in. So okay. say, for example, the swimmers now... Um, uh, donate uh, or well just say they made 300 and something pound then that 300 and something goes directly to them and not to the footballers or the athlete so when the footballers did their uh, so all that money is assigned to the footballers so if the footballers wanted to put on a training session which I believe they've um, set up in the UK so they did it on their own so so the swimmers had the same opportunity um, 
an athlete, the athletics could have done, well, I've only had one athlete, uh-huh. I could have set up their own training camp if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. The footballers did. Um, I think they got this sorted about a week ago. Um, so they got like a little training camp. But they're doing it outside on their own type of thing. Um, but that money that raised, um, once we done look at the numbers, um, we can then look at right, what go and where. Um, and then, okay. so it is not like um, that money is like, spread between everybody if we get in like from the um the, our sponsors um uh if a sponsor come in just say for the games yeah then like that will go through like yeah. it would be like for the uniform and no, that's sorry we had sponsors for the uniforms but like so it'd be like for accommodation then in guernsey okay. that's just spread that across everybody for for accommodation yeah so everybody gets part of it but yeah, footballers will have their own. Okay, now that was something that I know there were um, there were talks about. You know that the football did their own fundraising, and obviously it was going to end Sash account. But I think you've explained that. You know, even though it's going into end Sash account, it is still going to those the footballers, um, the footballers money. Those footballers. The money for the footballers. Uh. Yeah. Okay, and then um, the next one um, question that has come up as well is there any criteria um, with the guys and um, the girls entering their events? So, are they allowed to have their mobile phones? Because I have actually heard that once they're going into the game in Guernsey, they are not allowed to have their mobile phones. So, for me, um, and that will bring me on to the next part of the question, Simon. Um, we know Johnny Clingham, dear old Johnny Clingham over here in the UK, who I work very closely with. He's going to be doing the media coverage on behalf of um, NSASH at the Games. But unfortunately, I don't think we can cut Johnny into three, four pieces to be able to be at every individual event. So just to say it like maybe a game that nobody's going to be at football you know well you probably have Johnny and Keith and Gary in there but you might find that Johnny could be at Blaze event at just the same time and then you might find yourself being at the swimmers event at the same time so how do those boys or how can those boys have um, the connection with back home like for me now I'm actually going to be the media person on the island now who's going to be picking up from Johnny and the games um, for the independent and obviously pushing through to Sharon and Mikhail here at St. FM. So, you know, if I actually wanted to know how the guys did in the games, how do I make that contact with them if, you know, this is a correct statement? I don't know. You can confirm that for me. The first one is the phone, the mobile phone. Yeah. Um, so I think it was maybe misunderstood at we have a meeting over at the um, school for the whole team and um, it might have got misunderstood so basically it depends on the venue you go into and it's one of field of play not at when you enter the games okay. so this field of play so if you going in and you got your event and you're, in a, you're a swimmer so you know what it is not professional to be getting ready for your race and you're using your phone and texting and and basically your mind is somewhere else instead of focusing on your sport. So mm-hmm. it's more to to make sure that our athletes are preparing themselves ready for this, the event. Um, football is a little different in the sense that if you're on the sideline and you want to take a couple of snapshots in that, that's not a problem. If you're a swimmer and you're in the stands, not a problem. We will have to double check what the the, um, use of mobile phones are at some venues because some venues Mm -hmm. will be banned. Um, But it's more for like um, preparing the athletes that when you're coming up for your event that mobile phones are put away and concentrate on your event and um, so we want the best 
performance from our athletes. We need them to be focused 100 percent. Okay, and whilst we're also talking about media uh, media coverage as well, um, Simon, can you um, or have Nasash been in contact with Shore South Atlantic Limited about seeing if it can um, the games can be screened on TV? Uh, right now, again, um, these are like a hundred little things, nice to do, and I. The problem is time. We, like I say, if we would have been start the games a year ago, right now I'm rushed off my feet. So yes, I I can say to the, all the hundred things that everybody <coughs> highlight to me was nice to do and nice to mm-hmm. have. Yes, I can chase this person up. I can chase it. I don't have the time in the day right now to actually do those things. But um, what we do have um, is Johnny being the media person. Um, and we do have a website. Um, Johnny's trying to get off the ground now. He's been working extremely hard. Um, again, he's been basically banging on my door, asking me for information, and he needs this and he needs that. And I'm looking at his email, and then I'm looking across at my other emails to say, I need to get this done for the Commonwealth Games. I need to get this done for this person. I need this to go out. And I'm like, Again, I got to make a choice. We had, uh, and then I look at my business. I, I need my business to run. So when I'm at the shop, you know, if I got a customer come up, it got to run. My business needs to run as well. Mm-hmm. So it is trying to juggle and trying to find out. So Johnny will probably be saying, Simon, I've sent you like four emails and you're not replied yet. It's not that I don't want to. It is that I just tra- can't find the time sometimes to fulfill everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so your question about the uh, short... Um, I can probably throw that at Johnny and say, Johnny, just get contact with Shaw down here and see what you can do. Um, they'll lighten the burden from me. Yeah. Um, but also we have um, the website, which is nasash.org.sh. So it's nsash.org.sh. And we also run on the Facebook page. Um, again, um, clean slate again. Johnny is also hitting that up. Um, so... Forgive us for not having loads of information there. It is just trying to get the games off the ground and trying to put that information, get that information to Johnny at the same time. Um, but also you can sign up for a newsletter that Johnny's going to be running. Um, so once you sign up for that, you can get like a little bit of alerts in that. And he's so he went one step further. So he's got Instagram and he's got... Um, TikTok, TikTok or yeah, yeah something that he was talking about. TikTok, so TikTok, um, also Twitter. Twitter, yeah. So he's yeah. So Johnny's got it um, all there for you. Yeah. And I must say, Simon, you know, I've had a sneak peek into some screenshots that Johnny has sent me um, off the new website. And I must say, it, um, it is coming along quite good. It's actually live. It is actually live now. Oh, okay. But I would say to um, the public. If you go onto the website and it still looks quite naked, um, it is because we are really busy trying to get the games here mm. sorted to go. Um, but in time, we will try to get the website up to a, a good standard of information. Yeah. So, you know, but it, um, as I say, you need to start to crawl before you can walk. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything more that you would like to um, say, Simon, before I actually end in asking you to inform the public of who has been your sponsors. Um, I'd just like the public just to um, be positive with the team um, and support us and, um, you know, root for us when we're over there. You know, uh, look us up on Facebook, look us up on the on the website um, we will try to get as much information over um, we will also try to um, cover as much of the sports the different sports as we can um, it may be a bit tricky if Johnny is like the main person we would have to come um, get him moved around but hopefully we can be, be able to get back to you what's actually happening at the games in kind of real time as well Yes. 
And, um, you know, I'd like to thank you for those um, positive, you know, and encouraging words to our public out there, um, Simon. You know, we'd like to see as many people as possible going along to the St. Helena Airport next week. I do believe that the boys need to start checking in from around 10.30. Yeah. So do get there early. Um, so, you know, do go along to route them on. If you are over in the UK and you can make your way to Guernsey um, to support Team St. Helena in any of their events, then, you know, do go along. Unfortunately, NSASH can't pay for your trip to Guernsey. But, you know, if you um, do have a bit of pocket money in your pocket then you know you can make your way over but um with that um simon i think the biggest thing and i know that NSASH would like to do this um publicly is a big thank you to your sponsors out there thus yes. far so yeah uh, we'd like a big shout out to our sponsors uh we have two ladies who sponsored us but they prefer not to be mentioned so thank you ladies anonymous ladies anonymous yes. ladies um Stuart Benjamin um, and um, the Coronation Bingo. Um, there was a bingo at the Coronation, I think, on, and yes. we had a sponsorship from them. So thank you. And the Green Fish Company, this Malcolm. Dear okay. mm-hmm. uh, Green Energy. Yes. Um, call Thrower. Call Thrower, yes. Uh, Queen Mary Store, and we had Brown's Video, uh, Die Roberts at the White Horse. Um, Anthony and Doi at A&D's, um, a cruise ship donation, um, I'm not sure the ship's name, um, I know Theo was basically running that, running that yeah. part, um, Connect St. Helena, uh, the government, um, St. Helena uh, government marketing department for the pins, yes, uh, we had a very late one, uh, Mice in Hand, the uh, mice, uh, yeah, yeah, the um, from the shipping, the shipping company, company uh, MS Atlantic, uh, Shore, uh, Argus, the fisheries in Falkland, the Falkland Islands, yes, and um, Bosch, um, Bank of Saint Helena, um, and yeah, so. I hope I haven't missed one. I did went through it. I hope I got everybody there. Yes. Um, but yeah, a big, th- big thank you and shout out to our sponsors for um, helping us along the way. Okay. And looking for um, towards the future now, Simon, I guess fundraising will have to start once this team gets back um, for the start of 2025 games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the it doesn't stop the athletes. Um, so I, I kind of see, you know, like the swimming association or the football association, athletics, um, basically putting on fundraising for the athletes. So when a games come up and we are short and we just can't get that type of funding to send um, to base cover all the funds, then at least they got something there to help towards it, um, and you know I would say don't wait till the last six months or the last year. You know, start straight away because um, there's always going to be an opportunity for somebody at some point. Um, you know, I also look at it now, um, Simon. Like on a Tuesday afternoon down at the leisure park. I don't know if you've had a man um, have managed to go down here. But, you know, the basketball is picking up um, yeah. quite popular around there. So I'm sure even if they could, you know, get a basketball committee together and, mm-hmm. you know, form a team there, you know, in future. It could be yeah. an opportunity there because I know I've had a lot on the Falkland Islands team, which is going to be going off to Guernsey as well. And there's quite a few St. Helenians um, who has Falkland Islands status who are going to be participating as well. So it's nice for our Saint team to catch yeah. up with um, Saints mm-hmm. across the world. But, you know, they've got, I think, around about 70-something athletes going and 10 different sporting that they're taking part in. But unfortunately, on the Falklands, they have better money and, yes. <laughs> you uh, know, and it's so much cheaper to travel. So I was talking to um, one of the... 
uh, delegates over at um, the Trinidad and Tobago meeting that I uh, attended. And so, similar like Nasash in the Falklands, their, mm-hmm. their committee, they don't actually go f- and raise the fundings. Um, the government actually uh, donates, a f- I think the figure was £1,000 per athlete, and then it is the associations that get the big sponsors from like the fisheries and that. So in a way that, you know, we on this island um, always look at Nasash because we've been doing it um, all the time. Um, but, you know, the actual uh, Falklands is the associations that actually go out and get the, the funding, which is like the big money from the fisheries. Fortunately, we don't have no big fishing companies here registered to Catalina, but... Uh, yeah, don't speak too quick now. We've already got some money from uh, Malcolm Williams, who might get some money. He's a big fishing company, so uh, Malcolm, if you are listening, then um, you know we never know. We might come running again. Would he be close to a fishing company or a fishing business? I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, no. I was just looking at like the fishing uh, licenses and that because the fishermen go out. Yeah. So yeah. So I was kind of looking at it from there. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe. Falkland sell their license. Maybe. To the fishermen. Well, we're actually going to be losing two fishermen on um, Saturday too, Rico and Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. You taking them off with you? So I'm Lance, sorry. I'm sorry. Lance says no fishing boats <laughs> or seas near them. They'll be fine. <laughs> but anyway, um, all that's left for me to say is to wish Team Saint Helena. Um, who's going off to um, Guernsey and Trinidad and Tobago on Saturday. Oh, my God, I almost forgot about it. That's July. Yes. Um, You know, all the best to you. Remember, it's not about the winning. It's about the participation and giving your all what you have. So, you know, no matter if you win, you lose, you know, you come out of your heat or whatever, you are all winners in um, in our eyes. So I just hope that St. Nina will get behind you and support you as well. But um, Simon, as um, the overall person taking such a big team of um, to Guernsey and then uh, moving on to Trinidad and Tobago, I would like to wish you well uh, and the officials as well. Thank you.